Welcome to the Red Pill Training Podcast, brought to you by James Jowsey Training, Preview Physiotherapy, and the Mansfield Sports Institute. Gemma, James, and Phil, delivering topical podcasts on fitness, nutrition, health, lifestyle, training, and sports. Hey, guys. Hey, Phil. Hello. I think we should ban landmines now. I think it's time we put our foot down. <laughs> oh mate, let's stamp it out. <laughs> Good. Oh. Good, it's a podcast day, great day. Um, Gemma, looking particularly studious today in your, in your glasses. <laughs> I've got my glasses on because it's yeah. slightly later in the day and the lights change. <laughs> Yeah, can't yeah. see us speaking. <laughs> Glad this isn't a video. Sitting over from Jowsey is never an easy task. <laughs> I'd have the glasses off it, that was just the problem, but... Yeah, that was it. Oh, she... oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> you I was all right until five minutes Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We are... Where are we today? We're, on, we're looking at sort of accessory equipment in the weightlifting world, aren't we? Band strapping tapes, knee wraps, and, and sorts of things. External. External supports. Um, supports. Yeah. Ex- yeah. External okay. supports and stuff. So what's your uh, what's your, what, let's look at some science. Let's start with some science, Gemma. Um what what why are we using weight belts? What what's the thinking behind them? What's the reason? What what's the idea? So there's, there's a reasonable amount of research behind it. Um, it some studies are, are quite old, so I'm looking at some studies back in sort of the 90s, early 90s, uh, that look at the effects of weight belts on spinal shrinkage. Um, so small studies that look at, that there was a really small study actually, with eight men that looked at the difference between weight belts and non-weight belts. And the fact that there was a small difference in the height loss after weightlifting with and without a weight belt. Um, some of the other studies have looked sorry, at... Sorry, who lost, sorry, who lost the height? The guys that didn't wear the weight belts lost height. Lost height. For a short period of time. They both lost height, but only but uh, the non-weight belts lost more. Um, they also looked at different force loads around um, muscle groups of abdominal muscles and how more abdominal pressure was perceived um, when wearing weight belts as well. Um, so there is... Perceived uh, so by, with, um, by athlete or... So perception of athletes, but also with um, EMG studies as well. So um, the... Oh... My study's completely gone out of my... So erectus abdominis, external obliques, erectus spiny muscles, they looked at, um, and so the, the compressive forces around the core. Um, and then, again, the data suggested that weight belt can aid in... Su- the theory was they aided in supporting the trunk by increasing the inter-abdominal pressure. So that's what some of the studies are showing. But again, small sample sizes, so six subjects in each of these... I think I think before we before we go on there, I think it's probably 
let's, let's have a look at that. I think we need to probably then just talk a little bit about EMG and the usage of EMG um, in in research. Um, I, th I think the, the there's been some. I've got I'm sitting with a paper here on squatting, uh, front squatting versus back squatting. Uh, again, measuring EMG, and the author very cleverly puts in his uh, in his conclusion that. The the highest amount of EMG they got from from the glute was when the person was actually standing up, bolt upright, and then just squeezed their glutes as hard as they possibly could. Um, so a sort of a sort of a forced concentric contraction there and then, and that got the highest peak. Which which this is not one muscle. In that one muscle, yeah. yeah. No, what I'm saying is, I'm not just. I'm just. What we shouldn't yeah. be doing. What we shouldn't do is. We, we have to be objective. We have to sort of give everything its balance here. But it does bring slightly. It does bring EMG make the EMG, EMG questionable. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, how... But it's an it's an outcome measure, isn't it? It's it's. I guess for some of these studies, it's difficult to find an outcome measure to test these. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. So they've got to find something to use. So that is yeah. an outcome measure that they use. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the problem with EMG, though, is so you measure, you've got the most EMG activity while stood up squeezing the glue. Yeah. But, well, of course, you're going to get a higher EMG activity in that point because there's only really that, the, they're putting an emphasis on that one muscle working. When you're in the bottom of a squat, you've got quads, glutes, hamstrings, adductors. All the hip local hip stabilizers, everything's contributing to the movement. So you're not going to have that same amount of signal go to one muscle that the signals that all the muscles are contributing. So the muscles yeah. don't have to work as physically hard because they're sharing the load. Whereas when you stood up and you're asking one muscle to do something, well now loads going more to that muscle. So therefore, yeah. signal output is higher. But okay, so if we take into consideration that EMG might not be the most the, the greatest uh, measure. Arguably, there's still a difference between wearing a weight belt and not wearing a weight belt between the two. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think that's what what was was interestingly interesting to try and find was digging into um, digging into some how else would we measure it? I mean, where else? How else would we would we be able to to come, have come to some kind of uh, quantitative um, Sorry, I'd be interested to know actually. Well, because you got your experienced powerlifters that use them and they're taught how to use the belt. Mm -hmm. So, is this a group of experienced powerlifters that know how to use the belt that are wearing a belt, or is it and then a group of non experienced lifters that have never worn a belt? So, are my EMG studies affected by actually the experience of the athlete and them knowing, like, yeah. making that? Making that decision with the belt is it a decision with the belt? Just like the same what we said there about the EMG study. I stand on the spot, I squeeze my glutes, I've got a high EMG activity. Yeah. That person that's got the belt on is making a conscious decision to push out against the belt. Therefore, that's why it's a conscious decision to create the EMG versus actually a subconscious reaction from having the belt on. Yeah, I can see what. But it still changes the muscle activity, doesn't it? So it's well, still... Yeah, yeah, but is it conscious? Is still... it, yeah, where does it come from? Is it conscious? 
or is it unconscious? Therefore, my subjects that don't have it there yeah. have no nothing to push against, so they don't think about it, which is no. why it's not there, is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Versus actually tell them to do it. So you're saying that if you said, right, whilst you're squatting, push out against nothing, would yeah. you make a difference? Yeah. But then... What's the test? Yeah. Is that in the study? Like, no, that that's not in the study. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we don't... Like, so how, many, don't how can we manipulate... Can, they, can it be manipulated? If you're not it... pushing out against something, then how are you going to get the benefit of... Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I can't answer the question because it's not in the study. Yeah, so. yeah. But that's the problem with studies, isn't yeah. it? People read a study and take it as gospel, but yeah. here's a million different factors as to, well, these might be experienced powerlifters that push out against it. So, yes, I am getting a better reading, and yeah. these are people that have just got a bar on the back, sitting down and standing up Something and not again. thinking about it, and therefore the output's completely different for them for a completely different reason. Not because of the belt. Well, because of the belt, but with yeah. a also secondary conscious decision. decision. To do that. But then you look at the the more elite powerlifters or the more experienced powerlifters, and you often see them in the weightlifting anyway. belts. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that is the. But they've, they've, earned, they've earned the belt as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've earned the belt because they've got a lot of weight going through them. Yeah. But, but if, why, if so you why squat they 50 kilos, you don't need a weightlifting belt. So explain that a bit. Why are they... When you say they've learned about, what do you mean by that? I mean, ultimately, are we really designed to have that much load on the body? The body can adapt to it, of course. The body can adapt to the load, but we are going beyond what it's designed to do, so we need that external support to help us deal with the, the load that we're placing it upon. I think that's... I think... I think uh, We've got what we've got to try to do is we've got to try and stay on um, on point in, in respect to the, what we can prove and what we can't prove. And, 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 and your point there is exactly right, is that I don't think it's up for debate that I can lift more weight when I have the belt on. So what is the belt doing to me? Because it's giving me something. It's giving me some form of support. So when I take that belt away... Um, why, I mean, why would EMG drop when I take the belt away? Because that's ultimately what that, I mean, it's only that's one. The, yeah, and, one. And, and with a, actually quite a low, is it, I mean, yeah. it's quite a low validity. Six, yeah, yeah. I was, low validity yeah. score and a reliability score. So it's not, not a, the best paper to use, but when we, when we take the belt away, I can't lift as much. So what happens there? I mean, what's, what, what's going on there? Why, what does the belt do to me? And then, and as a result of that, do we then want that belt? That's the decision I think we need to make or discussion we need to have now is what, what does the belt do and then do we want to keep that or not keep that? Ultimately, it'll keep you more upright because you actually, it's going to be like the tie and that tie is going to be, if you fold over, if you're literally getting bent in half by the way, it's going to be uncomfortable. So it's going to encourage you, it's giving you something to work against and move around you, you don't want to fold over the top of the belt because it's uncomfortable so it's going to allow you to keep more upright the theory stabilizes that's fine takes the it increases your abdominal pressure so your that whole thoracic that lumbar spine is going to be more stable and the theory is that it protects the structures inside that's the theory isn't it yeah. whilst you're weightlifting mm. 
So the protector, we're providing an artificial, we're putting in an artificial stability, um, yeah. stabilizing the joint. And neurologically, I mean, I mean, from a neuro neurological, from a neuro neurology standpoint, <coughs> just the fact that the body is sensing that stability there will will give you will, will give you a, a more trust in, in yourself. Also, and psychology, psychological yeah. confidence. Yeah, in your body. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. So like people have turned their ankle. And then they put a strap on it. They put a strap on it to feel more confident, so that they can play the rugby game again. Yeah. Or football game. Yeah. They're doing. Oh, I'm going to be stronger because I've got my belt on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, if the belt is providing us with this stability, um, when when do we use the belt then? When do we put it on? I mean, same with the knee. I mean, you put knee knee wraps you know, yeah. around your knee. Again, it provides a level of stability. It does, but is that doing the job of a muscle? And here's the big question: Is is that doing the job of a muscle, or is it stabilising the joint? Because as we know, proprioceptively within a joint, you will communicate that stability, which will allow you to have a more forceful contraction. Or is it doing the job of a muscle? Is it just providing joints with greater stability? Is it, as you say, just stopping unwanted accessory motions, which the body actually uses quite a lot of energy on? I mean, what's the difference between a, a weighted belt squat and, and a non-squat? How, how many kilos are we talking about in difference? I mean, what are we talking, 10, 15 kilos at the top end that, that, that it would give you? I mean, the actual, I mean, lifters are either normally like the classes of raw lifter. Yeah. But even then, actually, a belt is allowed in, uh, what's the criteria now? Oh, I don't know. Um, there's certain criteria. So basically, it's like raw is belt and shoes. And knee sleeves, but then assisted is like the super suits. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Hang on, so it's still it's still classed as effectively raw with that. So. But imagine when you're if you're at that elite, higher level, all of that additional kit. If you're lifting such significant weights, it might add a few kilos on, might it? But it's not going to add. If you're at that level, it's not going to add masses and masses. And when I think about um, sort of talking more from an Olympic lifting perspective when they're looking at squats and things they might be adding half kilos or kilos on they're not adding huge amounts no exactly yeah they're not adding yeah. huge amounts on and at that level i think it's reasonable to think about a weightlifting belt for the one maxes for the competitions etc but if you're looking at doing weightlifting belts anywhere further down that spectrum for like your 10 reps or for your training I can't see that there's a benefit to that because it's not sport it's not your competition or sport specific it's for training and if you need it for training then your training I don't think is correct that's my opinion I agree like get your body good at the task first before you rely on the extra equipment like, yeah Get, it shouldn't get given good, you an extra 10 or 15 kilos. Get good at cycling before you buy a good bike. Right. Yeah, that's not going to give you a... Yeah. yeah. Well, ultimately, what we, well, I think what you're saying, isn't it, is that is 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 exactly the support that the belt gives you is exactly the support you won't be getting if you have the belt on. Um, so we, we need somehow to be able to, to control that for everyday life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when do you allow your guys to squat with belts? I mean, I can go out on a record and say they're banned up with me. We don't use them. Yeah. Uh, we don't use them. We've got no reason to be lifting maximal weights anyway. 
And yeah. we never comp- oh, I think I, I might change your opinion for a competition, but we don't use it. Depends on the phase of the year and what 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 phase and block they're in, what the requirement is. If it is maximum weight, then yeah, they're allowed it. It allows them to get under a, under a better load. But if we're in a correction thing where we're working technically and working on the body, being more efficient at squatting, then you know, they're not allowed it. So is there? I mean, if let's just say if you weren't allowed to look at you weren't allowed to look at the weight, um, the weight was a sort of hidden, hidden, hidden factor, and you had to squat and you had to ask them what's harder, you know, and they had a belt on for one and they had a, a belt off for the other, and one was 100 kilos, one was 95 kilos, and they reported that 95 kilos was harder. Um, we, we, it was very difficult to 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 quantify that, but. Ultimately, you you could work harder with less weight, couldn't you? You could work harder with less weight because you didn't have the yeah. support of the belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you challenge more, so if the argument for the belt is that you would get under more load, well then you probably wouldn't want the belt, would you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But that, yeah, because that's your training, that's your prep for your ultimate goal, which is your competition, isn't it? And if you you want to you want to get to that point without needing anything else. I wouldn't. I think I'm the same with Jersey. Like I wouldn't want anyone using any sort of supports unless they were maximum load or in competition times. Those are the only two times really. Or they're building up towards. They were on their load weeks. And they were building up towards their sort of 95 percent reps. a comparative cross-sports study, and unfortunately it's it's done on isometric abdominal strength, which is which is, it doesn't have a massive amount of relevance to, to movement, as, 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 as we know, but, but it's done on isometric uh, abdominal strength, and it's comparing gymnastics, swimmers, uh, runners, and weightlifters, pretty much. And the weightlifters, funnily enough, score, I mean, they're, they're using planking uh, as, a, as, <laughs> as an exercise, which is, again, not not a true just just as heavily yeah. as critical as that as we were with the EMG before before, but but it does it does show that the, the one the guys who are absolutely the worst are the weightlifters are the guys who are who are predominantly lifting with the weights belt. Now that's not the aim of the study was to to yeah. look at the weight belt and, and uh, it does make a note of the weight belts in there, but but I mean that's that's your point, isn't it? The, the guys who lifting weight who should have massive loads through their body, who should have strong cores, um, i.e. are using a belt to support their core, so why would the body then do something if it's got an external source like doing it for it? Yeah. Why wouldn't it then desensitize? We know that you know with, with creatine and supplements and stuff, when we take stuff, the body stops producing it. So this could be, this could be the same here, that the body's relying on an artificial source and therefore becomes actually weaker. Um, so I think that's quite an interesting. I think it's quite an interesting in paper actually, and I think I think it's probably quite close to the mark. Uh, I mean, I, well, anecdotal factual evidence as well is those powerlifters, squatters, they don't have, they don't no longer injure their backs either. So it's not like the weight belts are on and back injuries no longer exist. 
mm. in that sport, no. they still injure their backs. So it's, yeah. how it's much, not totally preventative. It's, it's yeah. not completely preventative, so it's not like the answer to save all athletes is put weight belt on your back, it's no. it supports your spine, like that injury still occurs. No, exactly. Just like, yeah. So, so for competition though, I mean, we're agreeing you you lift more weight, and so I suppose the reason for seeing the um, the slightly chubbier guys in the gym putting the weight not on. Is is essentially because. Is well, squat, bro. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the cardio avoidance club. Um, they are. It's primarily ego driven, isn't it? I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? Rather than, rather than performance driven. Oh. <laughs> oh, mate, you've done. Oh, you've killed it all. You've killed it all. gives artificial just ability it's not there's there's no sort of I completely agree if you lift it big even if even if you, you know if you've got a session where you've got a massive amount of volume I can understand you're going huge volume you're squatting and squatting to death and in the last three or four sets you go heavy you put a belt on for a bit of support I, I get that I understand that it's maybe not relevant or necessary but I understand that but I think having a belt on to warm up with yeah having a belt on every single session just with having a few extra kilos on the bar um, for me, it's, it's nonsensical. It's only going to cause further problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Yeah, and I think in terms, yeah, in terms of training, you just don't, you just don't need it. There's just no need. There's, and there's no argument no, for no. it either. It's just the only argument for it is, is I lift more weight. And I think no, and I think if that's your argument, then yeah, well, then, then I, I don't have any time any for you anyway. Yeah, to be honest. No. Um, um, I, I can't see another argument for, no. for for putting it on other than lifting more in competition. So as you said earlier, if you're with the belt, if you're lifting a few more kilos, you're still working harder and more efficiently if you lift less yeah, exactly. weight. So, so the argument's flawed. Yeah, and if you can't lift it on your own, it's because you can't lift it. Yeah. Oh, but I can lift it. That's their argument. I had this discussion with somebody about wraps. He was like, oh, I can deadlift this much with wraps on my hands. Like, okay, so you're not strong enough to pick it up. It's like, oh, I am strong enough. It's like, well, don't use the wraps. Well, I can't hold on to the bar then. 
So you're not strong enough. So you're not strong enough. So my back is okay. You're not strong enough. The grip's not strong enough, and they just can't see it. No. Well, don't want to see it. More like more. But yeah, nice darts. Um. Good. So that was belts. Went off. Up and down, different places. I think. Yeah. Um, any further comments? Any concluding comments? No, I think there's a place for them. Agreed. In the, no. I, I really <coughs> do think there's a place for them, but I think the right people have to use them, and that's it. I think obviously they, they they're helping with according to the study compression of the spine, they're helping kind of reduce the amount of compression of discs, but. If we look at when we analyze squats and we see left to right imbalance and a drop in the pelvis and a rotation, like the belt isn't going to help the SI joint or anything like that, which is then going to transfer into the lower back, into L5, uh, L5, L4, no. where the, the belt isn't touching anyway. So it's not, that's, it's not preventing back problems. It's not a, an answer to, if, if you're... If your methodology of oh, I'm putting it on to protect my back and because I've got back pain and I don't have back pain when I've got it on, then your reason for using it is absolute, absolute, yeah. Yeah. absolutely wrong. Um, it's highly flawed. I mean, the concept <coughs> of I want to get a muscle stronger by asking it to do less. Yeah, it's wrong. Is wrong. And then if you've got a back problem, you need a belt, your weight's too heavy. Do something about your back problem first. Uh, and you'd hope that the ones that are using the belts are don't have the asymmetries and the the sort of mechanical problems that haven't been addressed at that point. They should be the ones that are lifting well. You'd hope. That's the dream. Yeah. Equipment for the experienced. Yeah. And that's made me even more open minded than I used to be. Absolutely. Be right now. But yeah, top end guys, you need it, but just on your squatting journey early then you don't need it definitely don't need it just need a more efficient squat stronger body when it works thank you very much guys cheers good podcast hope everybody's well out there have a good evening Red Pill Training are pleased to announce three extra dates of the Your Body, Your Athlete Seminar, where James Jowsey and Phil Mansfield will guide you through the unique assessment by mechanical assessment procedure designed by themselves, used for the elite athletes. The 14th and 15th of April will be in the CrossFit Garden, the 23rd and 24th of June will be whatever it takes Fitness London, the 27th and 28th of October will be CrossFit Euro Germany. For more information, see redfieldtraining.com and we look forward to seeing you.